Welcome to the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, where we celebrate the craft of poetry. Each week, we feature interviews with incredible poets and artists, including Olivia Gatwood and A.E. Stallings, and original poetry read by the authors. I'm your host, James Moorhead, poet laureate of Dublin, California, and author of Canvas and Portraits of Red and Gray. On this episode of the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, I'll explore using art as a prompt to create an ekphrastic poem by reading and discussing two of my poems. First, ekphrastic is a terrific poetry word, distinct, fun to say, visually interesting. The Poetry Foundation provides this definition. An ekphrastic poem is a vivid description of a scene, or more commonly, a work of art through the imaginative act of narrating and reflecting on the action of a painting or sculpture, the poet may amplify and expand its meaning. I've written several poems inspired by art, photography, and sculpture. I love using images as starting points for my poetry. Most of the time, those images are serendipitous. My poem, Tethered, from my book, which has also been turned into an animated short film, and I featured on an earlier episode, was inspired during a walk along the Pacific coast. An unpublished poem, The Plague Doctor, was inspired by a photo of a friend shared one day. I'm going to read and discuss two ekphrastic poems that I've created. The first poem I'll read was published earlier this year by Wingless Dreamer in their spring anthology. Landscape, after Bert Weir. Where canvas ends and bush begins, each watercolor brushstroke blends sky into spring. When wildflowers bloom in bursts of blue, a young buck pauses, ears perked, eyes peek, then leaping through chlorophyll-shaded grasses. Towards the painter, forest creeps with fallen seeds that burrow deep across the meadow, too long left fallow waiting for an arbor frame to mark the grove with summer greens smudged into indigo sky then reds in fall lead winter's march october's nights with storm clouds build billowing grays mute tree lines edge a blur of hues pine needles blend while in the shadows empty spaces hide fallen branches made for kindling flames that light the easel's canvas illuminating bushwall tales. Then finally all seasons blend as Mother Earth her colors called to dance upon a summer breeze or crisply waltz at autumn's peak or pause just so for northern lights that steal the palette and paint the sky. This poem was inspired by the paintings of Bert Weir, a renowned Canadian painter who passed away in 2018. I was asked to create a poem inspired by his art and life, so I started by reading about his life and looking at many of his paintings. As with most of the poems I start writing, capturing images and words and sounds and rhythm and not worrying about the form of the poem is how I start. I let the form and structure of the poem emerge from the raw words and then the process of revising and editing begins. The temptation with an ekphrastic poem is to simply describe the image with words, and that's a good place to start, but the poem needs to be about more than just a description. In this case, I used the final stanza to bring the image of Mother Earth, 
still inspired by the, the style of the artist's paintings, but an idea and an image that goes beyond simply describing the art. I also inserted a few Easter eggs, if you will, from the artist's life. See if you can uh, catch them. The second selection is from my book canvas. Carved. One. The sculptor prepares her tools, a discarded dental probe for subtle detail, a twisted rake and wire brush to drape skin. Stepping back, she searches inside the polymer clay block for figures hidden, awaiting release. She starts by sculpting with her fingers, digging, smoothing, molding the clay until features emerge. One tool, then another, shaping, carving, blending, occasionally placing slabs of clay to form curled hair or add a flowing skirt. The sculptor's world collapses inward, city cacophony muted, just fingers, tools, clay working until in time there is nothing left to carve. Two. The poet prepares his tools, a blank page for letters, syllables, words, phrases, a puzzle to untangle, finding order and place. Stepping back, he stares at the empty page, searching memories for images to transform into well-ordered lines. He starts with random words, pleasing sounds, rhymes, and throwaway couplets to be worked and reworked. Words become phrases, become stanzas, whispered aloud to test their resonance, set aside to revisit later, discarded when impossible to mold. The poet searches for perfection, pacing the floor perplexed until with a final pen stroke, the poem appears. Three, the sculptor's work set on a shelf, the poet's page slipped in a book, visions carved in clay and words, buried deep, unseen, unheard. This poem was the hardest to get right. The idea was sparked by a sculpture by Carrie Byron. In addition to black powder art, she's an accomplished sculptor. A photo of the sculpture that inspired the poem is included in my book. The sculpture was so distinct and macabre, but rather than describe the sculpture, I decided to focus on the technique used to sculpt clay. Carrie mentioned in a social media post that she likes to use dental tools when sculpting precise features, a terrific image to include. I also did a bunch of research on the technique of sculpting, which was very helpful. The ways in which clay is manipulated, folded, draped, and carved. The core idea of the poem is how creating a sculpture and creating a poem are similar. I looked for parallels between physical molding and molding of words and phrases, sounds, and rhythms. The form of the poem started to emerge, equal numbers of stanzas with equal numbers of lines. Centering the poem looked right, more like a sculpture, with symmetry. The final stanza was a struggle. I needed a way to wrap up those two parallel worlds, sculpting and writing poetry. I rewrote the final four lines countless times, settling the poem aside for days to let it ferment. I ultimately decided to close with the works of art completed but set aside, unseen by anyone but the artist. Alas, so much incredible art is created but never seen. I interviewed Carrie about her black powder art technique in an earlier episode of the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, where I read another ekphrastic poem inspired by her black powder art.
named appropriately, Powder. I recommend checking it out. So cool to hear her talk about her technique. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me and my poetry. Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast is written and produced by James Moorhead. You can follow me on Twitter at Dublin Ranch, subscribe to the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, and follow us on viewlesswings.com or on Instagram at viewlesswings.com.